and it's another Living in the Past episode, our last one for this season of 1992. Uh, Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, our last monthly one. <laughs> uh, we will do a uh, an end of season recap and do our top fives. Everyone loves those. I'll miss calling you out on getting the intro wrong. Will you? Won't you? I think you'll just leave me voicemails of it. And yeah, <laughs> uh, we are outside again because uh, it's a lovely, windy <laughs> day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with us today, as we as usual, as with our December guest, is always my lovely wife Mal. How are you? Good. Hello. She's taken so many notes this time too. It's amazing. <laughs> The scribblings of a madman. Yeah. An invisible madman. Yeah. <laughs> Very invisible. Uh, there was some scheduling stuff going on in the background. Pull, pull, pull the curtain away of living the past. Uh, so this one was sort of... Last minute. Very, last minute. Very last but, minute. But, uh, you know, we can get through. We're good. We're good. Um, so, before we get into the 90s, though, let's talk about what we're listening to and, and, and consuming. It's called Living in the Now. So... Now. <laughs> oh no, what have I been? Oh my goodness. What's. Yeah, very we, little. Very yeah, little. you're a very busy, busy lady. Work and study, so it doesn't leave much time for yeah. watching TV. I'm trying to think of anything I've watched. Have you been no. checking in on anything Paul's been watching? Oh yeah, we started watching a doco. It's been on. Um, online oh, for a while we what watched is- the um, it's called Frozen Lies by Debbie Marshall it's about the um, the family murders in Adelaide back Ooh. in the 80s oh, I've heard about that yeah is that on Foxtel? Uh, it is but it's on you can get it on Binge okay yeah I, I was to start they do a lot of recap yeah uh, and like it's not good just filling time mm-hmm. I think if you're a series especially in these days if you've made it sometime in the last two years you probably don't need to do as much recap because like people are watching it they're binging it, so yeah. <laughs> hence the name of the service we're watching. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, um, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty interesting. I I was really into that back like a few years, like I don't know. Um, before I got, kids, I, I got the I got the book. Yeah, before <laughs> kids, I got the book Young Youngblood and, and read that, and that's quite eye opening because like read that as a house, I believe. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just interesting because like you'd read Drew Crime books before, but now this was like name checking places that you'd been and uh, near your place, near your house, and I was like, it's, it's, it makes it so much more full on. So yeah, but yeah, uh, what have you been watching? Uh, not a whole lot. We did unfortunately watch Malignant. I've heard good and bad things about that. Apparently, all we'd heard, all Laura had heard and passed on to me was all these amazing things. Because it's James Wan. James Wan, yeah. And he's amazing. Of uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Did he do Mortal Kombat? Did he do Mortal Kombat? I don't know. He did Conjuring. He did the Conjurings and the Saw films. Yeah. He's, um, I feel like he did Insidious. Sure. Anything that says Blumhouse on it, I assume is James Wan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Except for David Gordon Green, who's doing Halloween. Halloween Kills come out in a, couple, in a month. Okay, calm down. Um, terrible. Ah, what's the story? I was trying to think this morning when I made note to mention it. I got no idea what happened. I don't know what we watched. Here's my here's my thing about, and this is why I watch movies from the '80s, like the horror movies from the '80s, so much. Is that I think horror movies, and I know this is like, I think they should stay in their lane a bit. I think they're trying to be a bit too arty, and they're trying to do a bit too much, like. There was that big raft of things of like it's a ghost movie, but you don't really see the ghost, and it's a metaphor for like mental illness, and that's fine. 
but I kind of want to see the ghost because it's a horror movie and it's a movie and, it's, and, and like, that's what like you think the movie's about um, either that or it's like you watch um, like a Hereditary or something like that and it's just like gross yeah <laughs> and I'm like there's no happy medium there's no like slashes anymore because like even back when in the, the late two thousand, late 90s early 2000s even if like they were trying to do these big scale horror movies there were still like crappy slashes as well but that, they've all gone there's no crappy slashes anymore you guys oh. should make one. So this was the um. Okay, yeah, I, compl- I could not remember at all what happened. It was I, that bad. I just read you, the, you it the synopsis in IMDb. <laughs> Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. So it's Freddy Krueger. It starts <laughs> out like it's going to be some like ape thing tormenting society. Yeah. And then it's like, is it a ghost? Is it her? Is it her subconscious? What's going on? And that all slowly intertwines. But from start to finish, it was just weird and not very enjoyable. See, I think the movie that did that really well was It Follows. Because It Follows had like sort of this sub... That was that, cool. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that was pretty amazing. But yeah. that was very 70s-esque. Well, but also <laughs> That's like, why you liked it. But it had the subtext of like, you know... Um, it's all it's about like, sexually transmitted diseases, Yeah, like, it's the thing. Yeah. But, like, you know, but you also got like the, the horror. The horror, yeah. So, I don't know. I just... And it had that real slow, cruisy pace. Yeah, it did. Nice. It was basically Halloween, well, but a different ooh. story. Let's, let's... <laughs> Controversial or here. was it Friday the 13th? I don't know. I get them confused. <laughs> the disgust on Paulie's face right now is yeah, palpable. So, so this is my last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween kills. One month. Oh, I can't wait. I might, it might even get me out of the house to a cinema. Ooh. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I was just thinking we could set up a home cinema in the backyard. Well, in America... <laughs> find a way to get a copy. In America, yeah, it's, nice it's uh, streaming on Peacock um, concurrently. Wait, what's Peacock? That's the streaming service for NBC. Oh, so right. you want to go to America? No, no, okay. I just don't yeah, know. We'll I don't know America. whether we'll get that same. I don't think we've got... We, got, we definitely haven't got Peacock, the streaming service here, but I don't know what our subsidiary of that is. I think Nine and NBC used to have some affiliation. Yeah. I don't know if they do anymore. Because it's definitely not 10 because it's Paramount. Yeah. I actually just got rid of Paramount Plus too because I'm like, I wasn't impressed with it. So, um, um, Can I finish on a better note because yes, Malignant can, yeah. was terrible? We listened to Bleed American this morning. What's that? The album. From? Jimmy Eat World. Ah. So good. <laughs> Let's get to 2001. <laughs> That album's amazing. I, um, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts with a guy, the drummer from Motion City Soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And I started listening to them a bit. They're not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go through our emo phase. Don't worry. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm already there, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you are an emo. It's <laughs> not what I meant. My favorite Billie Eilish song, every time I mention it, Laura's like, this is basically my chemical romance. Let's put on my chemical romance. <laughs> oh, no. But no. Hey, really. I listened to the new Halsey album. Cause oh, I'm, yeah. Because I'm current. Are you? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, what have I been listening? I finally got um, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco's book, um, "How to Write a How to Write a Song," um, "How to Write One Song." It's uh, it's pretty good. I like it. Wait, wait. Sorry. Is it a song about how to write one song? No, it's a book. Like he oh. wrote a book. And it's like it's about his process <laughs> of writing and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. I okay. like it. Um, Sounds very uh, uh, draining. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, apart from that, yeah, I don't know. We. Uh, We've watched a couple of movies for this episode. Um, oh, we've been watching What We Do in the Shadows quite, quite, quite a lot. So Wait, what's that one again? The vampire one. Oh, yeah. That's, That's really good. good. Are you yeah. up to date on it yet? No. Oh. No. That is <laughs> Not funny, even though. close. So let's, uh, let's go back into the 90s. 
because I'm just aching to do this quiz because now's done so much research. Oh, uh, it's the events. <laughs> All right, so again, before we get into events, a few things happen. Okay. Wait, sorry. Does, say, recap again. We're in December of 1992. You know it's the podcast that your husband does that you listen to every week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you remember Amy Fisher? Mm-hmm. She shot the... Um, Sheriff. <laughs> But didn't she, the deputy? <laughs> she shot uh, his, her lover's um, wife in the face, but didn't kill her. She was 16 years old. Oh, um, the Long Island, Lo- Long yeah. Island Lo- leader? What's Vaguely. his name? Pukovic. Pukovic. What? Aaron what? No, the guy's last name. Oh, Botafuco. Botafuco. I was close. <laughs> no, you were. <laughs> so she got sentenced for the murder. She got uh, uh, 15, 5 to 15 years. Uh, she did not do 15 years. She did barely 5. Wait, um, only five years for a murder. She didn't, nah, she didn't murder him. She just shot her on the face and walked <laughs> and left the gun there. That, okay. Uh, if you listen to our February episode now. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. You'll remember I'm that. Just, yep. Uh, so this is when the um, Somalia conflict... Or, so in Somalia at that time, it was quite overrun by um, warlords and different factions and stuff. So the UN decided to send in peacekeeping troops. Uh, so... 28,000 US troops uh, went into Somalia um, and it was to um, make sure that the aid that was coming to them was actually getting to them and not into like the hands of um, uh, like these different factions and uh, this is really the um, start of trying to rebuild Somalia because uh, it had been gone through a lot of um, famine and drought and lots of stuff So by, by America? Was America rebuilding it? Uh, well, the UN was, so it was peacekeeping forces. So it was, it was, oh. Australia was there too. Um, lots of different countries like um, pitched in uh, to help. Um, Australia is that place down under, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. like, keep asking questions, Ben. This is great. This is great. I'm learning a lot here. Um, so there's also uh, <laughs> President Bush, um, as we discussed last episode, had just been beaten by uh, Bill Clinton. So Bush, Bush was <laughs> Sorry, out. Sorry, I just got a visual then. Like, yeah, Bush. Phys- Clinton physical beat his, beating. Clinton was beating his Bush. Um, <laughs> so Trump did the same thing earlier this year. Before you get kicked out the White House, this is when you do your presidential pardons. Yes. So did have you either of you heard of the Iran Contra affair? Oh yes, absolutely. So in the mid eighties. The US basically got caught selling missiles to Iran, and a lot of people were upset about that. A lot of high-ranking uh, military in um, Reagan's um, uh, Reagan's cabinet. So Upset about getting caught or upset that it was happening? Upset that they got caught. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Bush pardoned six of them. Uh, but Smooth. the Democrats used it to their advantage because, um, I might have touched on it last episode too, um, that just a couple of days before the election... The Democrats uh, leaked this thing that one of these one of these guys that Bush had ended up pardoning. There was a memo that was leaked, and it basically made Bush look like a complete idiot. Like basically, he was involved in Iran Contra, and that the Republicans are still to this day blaming that. That's what swung the election. Um, I don't think it was. I think Clinton was always going to win, but yeah. Um, Princess and Prince and Princess of Wales announced their separation. Oh, Aww, more on that soon. <laughs> Uh, but um, with all that, let's get into the quiz. Now, it is I'll multiple s- choice, right? It is multiple choice. Okay, good. So I am going to start off. We'll start off light. We'll start off with entertainment. 
NBC announced that a long-running sitcom was going to have its last season. Was it A, Murphy Brown, B, Cheers, or C, Seinfeld? Ooh. Oh, you need a brother, too. No, she doesn't have one. It's too late. I buzzed. Oh. <laughs> okay, you buzzed. <laughs> just, just go, um... What's your buzzer? Yeah. Now. <laughs> All right. It's going to be buzz. Benjamin. Ah, uh, this is... I know it's not Seinfeld. Yeah, I would I would veto Seinfeld. But it's tough because I know Cheers would have ended around this time. But I want to say Murphy... Cheers. It's Cheers. Yes! Oh, I would have actually guessed that too. It was Cheers. Um, a lot of people said that... Uh, so at the time, uh, Ted Danson was dating Whoopi Goldberg. And uh. a lot of people blame Whoopi. Said like... Because apparently... Danson, Ted Danson was on the borderline of quitting multiple times and apparently she just said like well fuck it just go do what you want to do and then Ooh. so he rang up uh, uh, the head of MDC and said yep I'm out um, and that is pretty much the I've end read of this, Ted Danson's career <laughs> well I read I read the book about I read this book about NBC in the 90s and it talked about like Seinfeld so like that is what catapulted Seinfeld into their major uh like focus yeah so they scrambled like because Cheers was like Cheers got them awards every single year it got them like viewers every single episode like it was just unstoppable it could have kept going for a few more seasons um this is actually pretty unprecedented too like Ted Danson of a major sitcom saying I'm done Mm. hadn't happened before like it's pretty pretty big and then like yeah people of course blame a woman (laughs) because that's the easiest and not to think of like nah Ted Danson wants to do something for himself nah we'll we'll blame Whoopi it's fine Hmm. Um, so yes that was cheers was the answer to that one Um, Harry Connick Jr oh no Harry Connick Jr was stopped in a New York airport buzz drunken disorderly no (laughs) he was found with what in his luggage? One, hardcore pornography. Two, a gun. Or three, uh, women's clothing. Oh. I'm thinking three. Women's clothing. You yeah. think they Harry all sound pretty realistic. I'll go with the first one, but you know, I didn't buzz so in any time. You say porn, you say women's clothing. It was a gun. What? No. Harry Cohen Jr. had a gun. At the airport? In his luggage? Yeah, just in his luggage. Why not? Wait, wait. It was an actual workable, it was proper... a 9mm gun. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so he... Uh, I stand by my first Harry? thing. He was probably drunk and disorderly. He was, uh, you know... And he was an entertainer, a white male entertainer. because So he basically got a slap on the wrist and he has to do um, a uh, public service announcement about uh, guns. Did he say why? He just didn't realise? No, I looked all all over. I could not figure out why Harry Connick Jr. had a gun. Uh, I feel like in the 90s you probably were allowed to have guns in your check-in, but not in your carry-on. Maybe he forgot to put it in his check-in and just carried it on. I assume he's probably like, uh, maybe he's like, ah, like all the, Frank Sinatra carried a gun back in the 60s, I'll do it. I don't know. Yeah, uh... More on Harry Leahy. This is this turning going into Harry's uh, golden years um, before he started trying acting. And he was a good actor. Shut your mouth. I don't like the. F- <laughs> was if, he though? If he could oh, act, okay. Oh, apart okay. from Copycat, because Copycat is the only movie that I can remember where that's when he plays the serial killer. Yeah. 
That's the only one where he doesn't make an excuse to fucking sing in it. Uh, Memphis Bell. Oh, he's going to get up and do a song. Why, Harry? <laughs> in it Independence was a style Day, at the time. In Independence Day, they walk in, he's like, I've got it right here. I'm like, stop singing. You're not a singer in this movie. You're, an Air Force. you're, you're in the Air Force. Good singer, though. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to... Another question. Last question. There was a lady named Margaret Schott. Let's call him Marge Schott. Marge Schott was the president and CEO of the Cincinnati Reds, a baseball team in America. She was stood down for which of these reasons? One, racism. Two, letting her dogs shit on the field. Three, Complaining to have to having to stop a game because an umpire was having a heart attack. Buzz. Oh. I'm gonna go with number three. I would I would have said two. Oh. Just because it's dog related. I thought that was funny, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. All three of those things happened. No. (laughs) But in this particular incident, is a racism. Really? Ah. Let's talk about. We're not doing too well at this, Ben. Let's talk about Marge's (laughs) shot for a second. I, I I I'm gonna deviate a little bit. Because Marge, Margaret's shot is a is a is a thing. Um, <laughs> it so must it's been to be pretty, pretty atrocious. Because usually in the nineties, if you're racist, it's like ah, it's oh, fine. This uh, must have been. Oh uh, yeah, okay, uh, significant. Okay. So <laughs> the racism that they were referring to was her referring to her outfielders, Eric Davis and Dave Parker, as million dollar n words. Ooh. Uh, she then uh, was a, uh, one of her um, workmates alleged that she had a Nazi swastika in her house, an armband, um, and that she said, uh, overheard her say the sneaky goddamn J word are all alike. Oh. She then was said, they said to her, well, do you have an, a, a, a Nazi swastika armband in your house? And she's like, yeah, it was a present, but that doesn't mean anything. She then went on to say, Hitler started off pretty good. He just got a bit, um, <laughs> he just got a bit crazy really, at the, the end. You can't, how do you finish that sentence? She said, Hitler, Hitler has some good ideas. He just got a bit crazy at the end. Oh, wow. Now, I'm not going to defend this woman or Adolf Hitler, but in my English history high school class, there was talk that Hitler was good to begin with. When he first got power in Germany, they were like, he wanted to be on England's side. He wanted to do good things. And then I don't know what happened and he turned into a monster. That's I have, not, I I have not heard I that think, theory. I think at that stage, anyone apart from the person that was in power in Germany would have been seen as a doing good thing. But like, that's like the person after Tony Abbott is like, well, at least it's not Tony Abbott. That's like a pretty low bar. Like yes, yeah. it's, it's like we used to hate Julia Gillard, and now it's like actually, it wasn't so bad. Uh, some more, uh, some more statements from uh, good old Marge Shot. I would never hire another N-word. I'd rather have a trained monkey working for me than a net N-word. Wow. Oh, my um, in 1996, that's when she said Hitler was good at the beginning, but went too far. Then also in the same article for Sports Illustrated, speak in a cartoonish Jap- Japanese accent when describing her meeting with the, Jap- the Prime Minister of Japan. Wow. She later stated that she did not like Asian kids outdoing our kids in high school. 
<laughs> My goodness, this woman. That's Send oh. her out to sea. Pretty disgusting. Uh, I'm like, what was her upbringing? <laughs> so, <laughs> Where did she grow up? What was going on for her? White like, American. <laughs> Gee, uh, okay. So, the dogs. She would literally let her dogs run onto the field. Like, not during play, but like, they they let it... Let, she, her dogs have free reign around the stadium, so they would shit everywhere. You don't know like, what type of dogs so they are. So hold on a minute, if you go uh, on for a slide to home base, <laughs> and just slide your whole way there through your That's where shoot. the song came from, sliding into first and you're feeling something burst. <laughs> it's the CAO's because dog's diarrhea. Um, oh no. I'd be amazed if you know what kind of dogs these are. No, it, it, it actually does say... How many times in the last two years have I asked you what kind of dog it was and you're like, I don't fucking know. It's a dog. It was a big one. No, because I remember <laughs> when I, I read it, I was like, you're probably going to know. Because if this is a Great Dane pulling on the field. Ooh. Her ever-present St. Bernard's, Shotzi Ooh. and Shotzi 2. Oh, they would drop big <laughs> ones too. Her yeah. name is Shot. She named her dogs dog. Shotzi and Shotzi 2. <laughs> That's going to be real difficult for Shotzi when she calls out to Shotzi 2. Because he's gonna be like, yeah, ah, oh, no. <laughs> That's so, a good point. <laughs> and going on, um, yes, there was a there was an incident where they were playing a game, and the uh, third base umpire, I think, uh, motioned to the dugouts that he was calling a timeout. Collapsed on the field. He had a heart attack. Um, she was in the stands. She was very upset that the game got 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 abandoned or yeah. postponed. And then went on. And she, the thing is, like, she she doubled down too. She would go into like the um. She would go into like the press area and she would go, Yeah, that's what I said. And I believe in it too. What was her position again? She was the CEO. Only... Oh wow. Yep. For uh, for more than a week as well, I'm guessing. Oh yeah. She got uh um stood down a few times. So in February next year on ninety three, she was fine from day to day operations. Uh so she couldn't do, she couldn't be around day to day. Um, in 1998, after she said that stuff about Hitler, the actual MLB, Major League Baseball, said you you can't do um, day-to-day operations either. Uh, and then, yeah, they basically ended up firing or basically forcing her um, her retirement. And uh, yeah, yeah, rightly so. Yep. So, in 2004, she passed away from pneumonia, possibly. Yes. Oh, because of the first thing you see is um, her sitting in the crowd smoking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Classic broad. Uh, so, Marge shot. There you go. Uh, so, going on to... <laughs> that's, uh, that's all I've got for events. Let's go on to sport. a nice segue because I have some baseball news everybody oh. <laughs> everyone likes baseball oh yes I like the stuff that happens off season <laughs> off the field in baseball <laughs> well I don't really have any like actual sporting baseball news but okay. I just wanted to make note of ridiculous inflation okay Barry Bonds whose name you might recall he was a big name mm-hmm. in baseball for a while did he, he get is a drug thing with him no Later? How dare you? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think that was later on. Yeah, later <laughs> but on. Not yeah. yet. Um, he became the highest paid player with a six-year contract worth $43 million. Oh, my God. What? what? That's a lot, right? No. So, with inflation, I had to look this up. With inflation, that would be maybe $100 million now. 
Oh my goodness. That's also a lot, right? Wait, wait. For the six years or per... Over six years. So he's getting like seven million a year or something. But guess what the current highest paid player Uh, has. It shouldn't be a million. It should be like, you know, 800,000 or something. Mike Trout (laughs) has a... He's 27. Yeah. He's on a 12-year contract worth 426. Million dollars. Yes. Oh my God. No. Yeah. That's... That's wrong, guys. So if you cut that in half, that's still like 212, which is double what Barry Bonds was on. I just can't understand how people can be earning this much money and yet we still have like homelessness and poverty. I can't understand that baseball makes enough money for that. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, who cares that much about baseball? Is that based on performance too? Uh, like incentives or yeah, just like, like oh no like, it's like if he if he dips in oh, quality oh is that the max yeah is that yeah. the max he can get I think that would yeah I'm sure there's incentives in there but it's still it's a bit of a gamble too ridiculous. 12 years at 27 most people is he a pitcher or centre field and batter I'd hope so yeah because like <laughs> most pitchers burn <laughs> out after like you know 36, 37 like their arms yeah yeah Oh my goodness. That's I, insane. That, right? Yeah, that is ridiculous. Nobody Terrifying. should get that. Much Imagine money. the tax you gotta pay on that though. If you actually pay taxes. <laughs> you won't pay taxes. No, you won't. <laughs> Where does it go? Yeah, what do they spend their money on? I mean, I imagine they get a pretty good deal on cocaine, so I don't know. <laughs> and you'll get free cars, you'll get so much free stuff. No, all, all the athletes these days are clean, they're not doing are they? Oh yeah, they all have drug tests and are stuff, they? don't they? Yeah, but like, I, I think at the moment, like these days, it's just like, it's not worth the public. I mean, considering that even their girlfriends get filmed doing coke and then. Yeah. Was that NRL? Was it in Australia? So. Yeah. It's a big plate of coke she had. Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't off a toilet seat. Eh, might as well be. I'm just trying to imagine that much money. Like. Uh, yeah, that would. That'd be a lot of there's, fun to try and spend it. All of that. Digits on the ATM machine. On the ATM Imagine printing out your receipt. You get twenty dollars out, <laughs> so you can space. print your receipt. They're like, oh, help us pay. Decimals in the wrong spot. <laughs> and then just leaving it, like you know, and some people don't take the receipt. It's just hanging in the machine. Just leave that for the next person. I had that once. I went just and a that. guy in his account balance was fifty-four thousand dollars, and I'm like, oh. like yeah. quick, follow even, that guy. Not even like. A savings account, just like your regular debit. Yeah, account. that's just my that's just my walk around fucky money. I am um, not ashamed to say when I used to collect trolleys. Yeah, and like people would leave their FPOS receipts like in the trolley or just like in the thing, and like they're blowing all over the place. Yeah, that's really annoying. And it was in a nice area, and I would look at most of them. Yeah. No one had less than a grand. Yeah. It was between like six, thirteen, twenty, mm-hmm. thirty. Like people just had like wads of cash in their bank, mm-hmm. and I'm making three hundred dollars a week. <laughs> Were and they're eat? leaving their rubbish in the trolleys for you. you? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was taking people's petrol vouchers. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. that? That was a yeah. good thing. Yeah. That four cents went a long way. <laughs> Didn't even have a car, but I took them anyway. <laughs> oh, so more yeah. sports. Um, this was the month of bowls. Wait, like lawn bowls? <laughs> no. Was it, because, uh, you know, we've got the live... I don't remember when we were channel hopping? <laughs> no. And we just, we found It was the, so sad. Oh, yeah. It was like the Salisbury... Yeah. I've bowls. seen that. Yeah. It was, like, yeah. It, was a, it was a pretty big deal. It was. Yeah. The Might the week you mentioned that, like, I was flicking through, is it on NITV? Something yes. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it for a little bit. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> decent quality. Oh, yeah. So, I'll name them off for you, and you can guess what sport I'm talking about. Oh no. Aloha Bowl, Copper Bowl, Freedom Bowl, Gator Bowl, 
Holiday Bowl, Independence Bowl, John Hancock Bowl, and the Liberty Bowl. Ah, what sport was this? NFL. Wait, what does that stand for? I suppose. For? <laughs> it's not NFL, but it's American football. Oh, American football, yeah. Yeah, like all the college. I, know, oh, okay. I, actually knew I was going to go 10 pin bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been. AMF bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the Gator Bowl is what I tipped it off. I've heard yeah. about it. Oh, Gatorade? Is that no, the sponsor? No, like Florida. Florida oh, Gators. okay. Florida Gators. Shout yeah. out to all the Florida Gator fans out there. No. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, to more exciting sports... The 1992 European Curling Championship. Oh, curling. yeah! We're back in the ice, curling season. Yeah. With the broom and you... Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. I do not understand this sport at all. But anyway. It's fantastic. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah. I don't know if we covered it properly. I probably didn't make it at all in the Winter Olympics. It's okay. But, you know, we're here now. We're in Perth, Scotland. What? <laughs> Scotland has... A Was only one Perth? Perth. No. They were there first. All um, right. Hit hit me. Uh, all right. Do you want to know what countries were in? You can guess at who won. Okay. Okay. We had England, Finland, Sweden, Scotland, France, Switzerland, and Germany. Switzerland. Germany. You're going to say Finland? Oh, Switzerland. Because they won last time, I'm pretty sure. What, what answer are you going? You can't just yell out all the Switzerland. countries. Switzerland. Okay. Got there first. Incorrect. Was oh. it Germany? Okay, you got Germany won the match. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. Um, they beat Sweden in the final. Ugh. And for the women's? Uh, Finland. Mm, Switzerland. Scotland <sighs> was defeated by oh, Sweden. Oh! Yeah. There you Man, go. The highs and lows of this. I know. <laughs> I like to draw it out as much as I can because Paul doesn't want me to have a sports section. <laughs> Uh, Is this true for me? No, I, I love your sports section. You do really well. You like this sports section. Okay. The Ducks arrived. Oh, hey. no. Yeah, like Anaheim this. Ducks and the Florida Panthers officially were given NHL teams. Sorry, did you say Panthers? Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. You know, On ice. This is this is ice. No? Okay. Yeah, that's what Panthers do. Um, Have you so seen them in the wild? Ice? There is, there is talk that... Because uh, the Anaheim Ducks was owned by the owner of Disney. Okay. Yes. And there is there is talk that he basically made the Mighty Ducks movie as a launching pad ah. for his ice hockey team. <laughs> Michael nice. Eisner. Michael Eisner. Pretty That's clever. clever. Yeah, that is yeah. good. They should make Let's a get the kids involved yeah. movie about basketball in Seattle. Cuz like the thing is <laughs> you'd be when, on that. <laughs> when um when I was a kid like even though people didn't like maybe what even watch the hockey, but everyone had like Mighty Ducks hats yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, big. Los Angeles Raiders uh, beanies, like the one with the, the yep. Viking with the two swords crossed. Yep. Mm. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, like they were pretty shit, oh, but yeah. everyone liked Hornets liked, was huge because it was the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a cool logo. Yeah, so all you need is a good logo. Yep, you don't actually need to do anything. No, right. no. Yeah, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure the Ducks were terrible. For, like they went alright, I think the last few years. Um, mm. And I've been listens to this, but I'm sure he'll chime in if he does. <laughs> I was uh, like, I think not me. My thing, yeah. B two, B three. Um, it would be especially disappointing to get beaten by a, a 
a creep called the Ducks. What <laughs> <laughs> about the Ducks. Panthers? <laughs> oh, the Panthers, like Florida. I, I still can't get over that. My, uh, yeah, Florida, it's hot. Florida right? oranges. Panthers, my, they live in trees, don't they? My local, <laughs> football, my local football team got beaten by the Panthers the other day, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Rough There's times. no ice hockey teams with, like, the name Flame or Fire. Yeah, yeah, or there is. Really? Yeah. Because they melt the ice and the... Okay. It's, yeah. I'm yeah, not sure so I hot. understand these names. There's actually, there's actually a really good podcast called Mascots on Stitcher, and they go into the etymology of like teams' names and why they got changed, and it's usually to do with sponsorship, like um, just that would be especially actually ice hockey. Yeah, like they those names have changed. They've gone back to like you know the original names and gone back again. It's just like it's it's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. It's also an exciting time for hockey because Seattle Kraken have now released merchandise and they're a real team now. <laughs> so now I can start liking hockey. Wait, is it next season they start? Yeah. I f- I'm going to look up their insignia. Does yeah, it look, does it look I cool? Yeah, I kind of want to know. I like it. Yeah? Like, you remember the Stussy S? Yeah. It's, or the one you used to draw in school? It's kind of like that, but it's got like a little eye in it as well. Nice. Like beast. It's All very right. cool. Okay. Um, anyway, last sporting news isn't really news more of a sort of gossip that I didn't know about Halle Berry married a baseball player called David Justice I had no idea she'd ever been married or that she would have married a baseball player but she did David Justice David Justice from the Atlanta Braves she probably should have taken his name and been Halle Justice oh at what point in her movie career did she marry him though is this like this is the start so like she'd just been in she's 26 yeah. I guess she's old now. Well, but still. Is she still with him? No. Oh. No longer 96. It's no justice. <laughs> <laughs> he could have taken her name. Oh, no. David Berry's got a better ring to it. David Berry. Yeah. D-Berry. Could have teamed up with Strawberry. Yeah. Just a couple of berries. Oh, no. At least. <laughs> Berry <laughs> Outfield. <laughs> they would have had a very good outfit if they played together. <laughs> Alright. That felt good. I can't. Yeah, it's good. You're good. Alright, let's go on to film. Alright, so December. I. Because last December we had JFK. So, yes, we did. Um, I don't know if I've finished watching that yet. <laughs> it's a it's a year long watch. <laughs> uh, this time we had The Distinguished Gentleman. A Few Good Men, Forever Young, Muppet Christmas Carol, Used People, Leap of Faith, Toys, Scent of a Woman, Chaplin, Hoffer, and Trespass. I'm very interested to see what you... I'm pretty sure I can guess what you watched, but I want to know what you watched. I know you can guess one of them. Yeah. But try and guess the other. Forever Young? Guess again. What did you both watch? Mal, did you happen to watch any films? <laughs> we did. I did. I yeah? watched A Few Good Men, and I love that movie. We watched, and we watched Forever Young. Oh, did we? Yeah, the oh, no. How good's Forever Young? No, no, no. That was terrible. No, was... Baby Elijah. Nah. Baby Elijah. Yeah. <laughs> the... I said Baby Frodo. Like <laughs> 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 a little hobbit. <laughs> um, I considered watching that, and Laura wasn't against it because we've watched other Mel Gibson films. Yeah. But I feel like I know it well enough. I didn't have that and mm. A Few Good Men. I'd seen enough times. They're good enough films. Like, it's in my head. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to get back to this. So what's the other thing you watch? Toy- toys. I did watch Toys. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would nearly watch that. Good choice. <laughs> and Leap of Faith. Oh, did you? <laughs> okay. Let's... Who, who's in Leap of Faith? You know what? Everyone. Oh, okay. Tell me about Leap of Faith. 
Um, I, I didn't sleep it. through enough of it. Firstly, <laughs> so it's um, Steve so Martin's Steve a Martin fake. is a fake preacher. Yep. Who I don't know if they accidentally roll into this town or if it's kind of planned. Like their truck, quote unquote, breaks down. They land in this town. They start preaching. They start getting all this money. <clears throat> fall asleep, and then <laughs> the movie ends somewhere after that. <laughs> I don't know if it ends with him getting caught. (laughs) Did Laura watch it? She was in and out. She was packing. I think she watched the end. I didn't care enough to ask about what happened. Pretended I didn't miss 20 minutes. (laughs) It's only an hour 48. I got through most of it. I kind of need to know. We'll watch it again. We'll watch it sometime. Don't watch it. It is on Internet Archive. That amazing new website that I found. Toys. I was I wanted to watch Toys, then I saw the running time, and I also saw like a lot mm. of like l- lackluster reviews. And I remember at the time it was a very divisive movie because what it portrayed on the poster of like Robin Williams looking a bit eccentric and like a movie called Toys, and then what you got were two different things. Yeah, I still don't know who this is aimed at. Yeah, it's not for anyone under ten. Yeah, but it's not for anyone over twenty. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's I like di- a a Willy Wonka scenario, isn't it? Doesn't he own a factory? With yeah, that? so this man owns a factory, he dies, he doesn't want to leave it to his son because his son is like a 48-year-old child, apparently. Um, and his daughter's a robot, so he can't give it to her. <laughs> is it actually actually a robot? Yeah. Okay. Joan, oh, really? Oh, spoilers. Joan Cusack <laughs> is an actual robot. Oh, really? That's yeah. Brilliant. And I feel like I've always kind of, I don't know because I saw this movie as a kid, I've always had this feeling when I see her that she's a robot. <laughs> I feel like she could be a real life robot. Like she's not a real person. She's yeah, a bit... She's a little quirky. Play, yeah. Didn't he also play like a man-child in Jack? Yes. Okay. Ooh, let's not get to that. Oh, we're going to get it. Tough. Um, but yeah, it's basically, as I remember, it's very weird. It doesn't flow very nicely. There's moments where it's like, ah, oh, this is cute and this is for kids. And the moment's like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this so grown up all of a sudden? Yeah. This isn't fun. This isn't dramatic. I do. It's on my watch list. I do want to watch it because I have just curiosity. But yeah, I didn't have time to do it for this one. I did like there's one bit they're having this battle in this miniature village and it's like the Saving Private Ryan scene. Oh, right. But obviously Priest... Pre, yeah, Priest yeah. Saving yeah. Maybe he's um, watched it and it's like, oh, I could do a better version of that. Yeah. <laughs> they um, also invented um, VR, apparently. Oh, really? There's a little scene where like Joan's got this thing on her head and she's like in this virtual world. Yeah. Pretty before it's time. Yeah. And Tori Amos Ooh. and that song. Yeah, yeah. Just play it once. <laughs> once is enough. <laughs> Not over and over. Just the first half hour, like, it's played almost constantly. And it's not Call and Play Girl. Kind of sounds like it. <laughs> but it's not. Uh, let's talk about Forever Young. So you don't like it? No, he, he flopped in it, I think. <gasps> well, this is, I, I yeah, I think like this it. is like the, the first time that like Mel Gibson was like, I'm going to try and be like, do something that's not full on action. Um, so Show it starts his range. Off, so in 19, yeah, 1939, um, he's a test pilot uh, for the... Captain America. He did look good in the He is jacket. Captain America. It's basically the Captain America story. <laughs> yep. um, uh, it Norm, is. Yeah. Norm from know. Cheers um, is a scientist. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and he reckons that he can freeze. Oh, but oh, what happens is like he's about to propose to his um, his girlfriend. Uh, then she gets hit by a car, so she's in a coma for like a year. Um, that wasn't really well. Nah, that like, was not done well. That was not done well. <laughs> I guess it was. Well, it's like what you're talking about. Well, he goes to his house, and it's like 
you think that like they never said there was any passage of time so I thought oh it's been a couple of weeks and then like Norm comes in literally through the, he falls through the door and says it's been a year <laughs> I'm like oh it's been a year okay okay yeah um, so he says like I can freeze you and um, no no first he says that I can freeze a chicken and yeah. I can bring it back to life so now I want to freeze a human <laughs> and that's the extent of their clinical trials <laughs> so Mel, Mel Gibson freezes and then it cuts to and there's also no as long as you can tell that it's modern day because they're not going to tell you that it's modern day <laughs> they just like it's like now it's 1992 um, uh, baby Frodo and his friend is it 92 or is it like the 70s or 80s I guess they don't tell you so you can't well I, I'd really say know. it's 92 like, so yeah baby Frodo and his friend that's in um, uh, don't tell mum the babysitter's dead he's one of the kids in that oh yeah uh, they go to this um, this how warehouse. they were allowed to be on a military site yeah. As kids mucking around. At yeah. They're with the with, they're with the other kid's older brother and they go to... Oh, because he's trying to get into the army. And um, they just get out of the car and just go... Yeah, just go wandering. Look through all the find, ammunition. And they find you know. this... Um, they, they knock a bunch of shit over in a warehouse and they find Mel Gibson frozen um, in this big box. Who instantly manages to move. Well, it just, wasn't just like a defrost. Manages to grab Frodo's um like jumper and just like yeah. his first inclination is like child. <laughs> <laughs> also, reminiscent of a scene from Universal Soldier. Yes. Huh? Yeah. 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 This is definitely the time for it. So yeah. then he gets out, and then like it's just like it's full Mel Gibson from zero to sixty of zero being like placid and docile to like yelling in people's faces. That's uh, what happens when you come out of the freezing process. I'm sure Haven't you, you watched Austin yeah. Powers. <laughs> Oh no! He's just like um, he goes like like uh, this guy. Like, he's, he's got basically like this uh, this overcoat or this like woman's overcoat on for like the first half. Yeah, of the movie. I I actually missed the part where he acquired that, so I just walked in and suddenly he's in like a woman's nighty or something. I'm like, I, I, I don't get that. what's happening. But then he he tracks down he tracks, he tracks down baby Frodo and like uh, just breaks into his house, and wants to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, and he holds up in his treehouse, and then he sees um, Frodo's mum as Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, she's yeah. she was really good in this. She is great. I so, liked her oh, man. acting. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mel Gibson sees her being beaten up by this one of her dates, and um, just comes in and just beats the shit out of the dude. Uh, breaks a lot of furniture. Yeah, in the a ridiculous amount. Just, if I was Jamie Lee Curtis, I'd be like, uh, guys, can you take this outside? Yeah, I'd be like, like yeah. destroying my house. Uh, and then he basically starts living with them. Um, the thing is, like, and so watch the movie. There's, I guess, the point near the end. Like, there is a bit of um. No, no, don't tell people to watch this movie. Well, him, it was not that good. <laughs> him and Elijah Wood do have this like sort of relationship, and like they do have a bunch of talks. But I don't think it's ever that warm. And then by the end of it, though, you're supposed to sort of believe that like they've got this relationship where they're spending a lot of time together. Um, but I just don't think they put the effort in. Yeah, it wasn't. They were trying to establish like a father son thing, yeah, and they didn't quite pull it off. So when the son, there's one scene where he, he basically the, they pretend in the treehouse that they're flying in a plane. It's like a fa- famous scene from this movie. Yes. That's pretty cool. But like, that's the only time that you see him like really interact with them. Yeah. Well, Elijah doesn't have a dad in the film, does he? No. So like, it doesn't take much for him to have. True. Oh, there's also that one time. So Elijah Wood says, "I'm interested in this girl. I really like her." And like, um. Mel Gibson goes, just forget about her because he doesn't want to go through the same pain that he's gone through. But then decides to wake the kid up at three o'clock in the morning. He said, oh, "Don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> said, listen to me. <laughs> don't listen to me." I uh, uh, and, he's, and like the Take entire every time, opportunity. sing to I, her. I was just like, "What? 
<laughs> There's a man just yelling at me now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that, that scene where they're on the roof, he's, he's, oh, he's gives fixing, the roof, yeah. fixing the roof, and the kid just races up there. I didn't see any harnesses whatsoever, no. and that roof was at was least like... That was a ridiculous slope. On oh yeah, that. they had like a church roof. <laughs> like, yeah, Ugh. and then Mel Gibson like has a has a oh, mild yeah. so he starts, condition where he, he starts he having begins the, to fall. Basically, you find out that he's starting to age. Oh yeah, and the reason we find they the, did do the, the makeup. The makeup was great for that, by the way. The way you find out is that all of a sudden he would go <laughs> and just fall. But then I said, just so he's aging pretty rapidly towards the end. At one point, he looks so much like Ray Liotta. It's not fucking <laughs> funny. So I'm just like. Uh, an aged Mel Gibson is a Ray Liotta. <laughs> was I think good. that's a compliment to them both. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Physically speaking. Uh, so, yeah, um, the ending is very rushed and sort of, I, I don't dig it. But um, look, It had to be rushed because he's going to die. But is he? Yeah. He's super old. This yeah, is 1992. He was an adult in 1930. He's the plateau a bit when he, when he like, actually gets to the end. He was an adult in 1939. We're now in 1982. He's about to die. Yeah, and I felt really sad because he, he, spoiler so alert, reunited with her. But, yeah. like, he's on the cliff. What's he got? Like, two minutes with her? Five minutes, maybe? Hopefully as long as she's got because they're the same age-ish. Yeah, so you do but find he's out aging that, faster. You find Come out on. that his girlfriend the, that he was going to propose to actually survived the car crash and remarried and, like, she's living out by this, this um, lighthouse. But the end scene is him them two reuniting. It's great. But then Elijah Wood feels like he needs to run up next oh, to him so like that's awkward Mel Gibson's like embracing minutes away her. from dying and then he's like oh and here's this kid that I sort of met a week ago like, a few. <laughs> we had a couple of moments but you helped me get here uh, can you just fuck off like, yeah I'm gonna also try, this like school with my long lost girlfriend <laughs> on a cliff so no, no, he, he proposed didn't he he proposed to her there and I'm like what, what are, they're not exactly gonna have enough time to get married or doesn't anything doesn't Elijah help him land the plane as well because he's so old and like and well yeah, yeah. yeah and now how does Elijah get home oh no <laughs> they, they make they make a point that because oh, no. oh it's got Miles Dyson from um, Terminator 2 oh, again that he's was also, funny he's, that was, he was really good this is basically his backstory for Terminator 2 because he's like yeah. uh, he's, he's learning how to like to, um, to freeze people in time yes yeah, like oh, it's very on the nose that he was in two pretty much identical roles. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wonder if anyone's gone out and like intertwined all these Nash films <laughs> together <laughs> That'd to make be a awesome. super film. Do it, guys. Do it. Uh, let's talk about a few good men. But if we're going to talk about a few good men, we go. We go yell and shout because the whole <laughs> movie is just going to be yelling and shouting. Not that scene when they're at the base and they're just driving around in the car and like there's guys a hundred <laughs> yards from you and they'll take us out. They're not yelling then. There is so much yelling in this, and not just from the, fa- the famous scene of uh, of Jet Nicholson. Tom Cruise yells throughout this oh, entire film. Oh, he does, thing. but he also gets screamed at a lot in the face, even okay. by the guys he's trying to defend. So this morning, I'm vacuuming, <laughs> and I'm thinking about a few good men because it's basically the first time I've seen it really all the way through. Like I've never really liked. I've seen bits of it. I know the bits of it. Like I just, I've never caught it. I never, I never sort of thought, "Hey, I want to watch that." Tom Cruise's character, Ed and Jessup, like Jack Nicholson's, they're actually quite similar. And I think Tom Cruise towards the end is feeling... Like, they both say to their... Um, pe- to, to the people, like, don't do that in front of another person. Remember, like, um, Tom Cruise says, like, if you do... If you see my client without me again, I'll have you disbarred. Oh, yeah, And then yeah. Jack Nicholson, in the, like, basically five minutes before that, said to... Um, 
his his lieutenant like oh don't ever like uh, question my authority yes. in front of it. so like oh, I think okay. there's like some I think there's a bit of character he's a younger version of him there. he's yeah, a young and I think maybe. he sees that halfway through and maybe he sees like and maybe in that moment where like he's deciding whether he's gonna like risk being court martialed uh, by questioning Jack Nixon on the stand. Um, maybe he's like, oh, this is this is my my like this is my choice of becoming like you know, a bit the better person sort of thing. But yeah, I was just thinking this morning. I'm like, oh, there's actually quite a lot of um, similarities in that character and 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 Jack Nicholson's that I didn't think of as I was watching it. But if you've never seen the movie, um, Demi Moore as well. Well, mm, I'll get to yes. Demi Moore because oh. um, if you've never seen the movie, it's about a uh, the down in Cuba, a um, a private a marine gets um. Uh, it's part of a hazing ritual. It's called Code Red, um, but he eventually dies. Um, and then the two people, the two Marines that um, that were doing the, the the hazing, they get arrested and they're going to be put up for murder. But they were Sutherland saying, and Bacon. What? So Sutherland and Bacon? No, Bacon's it's the got other. Kevin Bacon in it. Kevin but... Bacon's the other. He's a prosecutor, and right. Keith Sutherland's the commanding officer. Right. Um, so the two the two uh, Marines that um. Are, uh, accused of murder they're saying that they were they were ordered to do it by Keith Sutherland who is like man he's a good actor mm. he plays a bad yeah. guy really well like his disdain for Tom Cruise's character in this is so and like at the start so Jack, realistic you think it's real well, <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently Jack, well apparently Keith Sutherland said that he learnt a lot from Tom Cruise everyone was like really supportive of each other like behind the scenes Okay. Um, I was actually wondering whether there was a lot of tension or not. But, but there's that thought, like, because I think he already doesn't like him, and then in when they first meet, Jack Nicholson's character says to, and it, like you can tell, Keith Sutherland's a bit of a good old boy. He says, "Oh, do you know that that Tom Cruise's dad, um, he basically uh, got rid of segregation in your hometown, so like that just makes him hate him even more." And then when he's on the Ooh. stand, oh man, it's just it's palpable. It's like it's all really good. The performance of this movie is really good. I don't like Tom Cruise's character. He basically gets took, brought in. He's a very green lawyer who's never done a trial. He usually just um, gets people to settle. And basically, it's a big setup from the start. They want an inexperienced lawyer to look after these two Marines that are accused of murder so that they get done and the whole problem goes away. That's what they want to do. But then Tom Cruise, uh, he, he has to be told about four or five times in this movie to like keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Demi Moore, from the start, wants to do things right, believes these two um, Marines didn't do it, um, is fully supportive, but does not get the same limelight as Tom Cruise's character. And I think they do play that whole thing. Like She's very much disregarded throughout the entire movie, which I'm assuming that's, that's probably what it was like for females in the military at that time and probably still is. Having said that, when my cousin Vinny was doing amazing, yep. Marissa Tomei got plenty of limelight because she was a great support and was very helpful. She did. and that Maybe was, they I, should have got Vinny and Tomei in on this case. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci to do that. <laughs> um, it's, it, hey, Paul. What? A few good fellas. Oh, a few mm. good fellas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> this started off the, uh, the 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 nineties courtroom drama. I think it's safe to say. Like oh, I yes. remember seeing no, my cousin Vinny started it. Yeah, this well, this and this helped. <laughs> and then this this was I remember seeing. Uh, I went to go see um, Home Alone two in the cinema, and I remember seeing the trailer for this before it. And what? I don't. And I know only Jack Nicholson from Batman. So like I see Jack Nicholson, and like that 
you can't handle the truth line. I mean, that's been... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's So many, like, parodies and, and yeah. copies of that. Yeah. We're also not confused about Tommy Lee Jones and Jack Nicholson being the same person and JFK the year before? No. Nah. Well, I haven't seen JFK at that point. Oh, okay. Um, but... I'd have to say, actually, a few good men. Shout out to the camera work on that because yeah. those close-ups would never have been as impacting like if if they'd done wide shots and stuff on that. I think that, they really it worked. It's really a really well. good package. Like I, I, I yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a damn good movie and uh Kevin Pollock's in it. Um, oh yeah. He was supposed to be so he's uh the Sam Weinberg. He's the other Oh, yeah, yeah. Guess who was supposed to have that role? They had to drop out because uh Seinfeld was filming at the same time. Oh no. Michael Richards. Julie Louise Dreyfus, Jason Alexander. Wait, which one's that? George. George. George was supposed to be. They're, they're the, the same body shape. It wow. makes sense. Wow. Um, but no, the, because he would have had to play Kevin, a military. Well, military Kevin Pollock. In yeah, nah, that well, wouldn't have Kevin Pollock does a lot of like um, scenes where he's reassuring Tom Cruise. Kevin Pollock's a great actor, mm-hmm. and I think they wouldn't have had the same weight if George. Costanza was saying. Yeah, nah, uh, yeah. Probably not at the time of like how he was seen, but yeah. I think he he can he can do pretty good like he's been good in things that are serious yeah really like pretty woman <laughs> yeah pretty woman oh yeah i have nothing at the moment but that. i will i will think of something and also let's chalk up to another kevin bacon is not a complete piece of shit in this movie <laughs> he's actually pre- he kevin really bacon good. is awesome in this movie he plays yeah. the prosecutor there's a bit where uh tom cruise basically beats him in court one day and the look on his face of like is just like yeah you got me that's pretty good yeah um, he enjoyed that I, I enjoy him not being considering that my, my, my point of reference for Kevin Bacon is usually sleepers um, yeah. <laughs> he is, this is miles above sleepers he's not a rapist in this wait wasn't he in JFK yeah yeah I thought that would have been your point of reference should we have a <laughs> you've been, been fucked in the ass <laughs> um, obviously six Degrees of Kevin Bacon is a thing because he's everywhere. I've been doing Six, that at night. Six, seven degrees. Five? Six. Two. I've been doing Probably that at night three. when I can't sleep. Yeah. When I can't sleep, really? I, pick it, I pick two actors. I pick an actor and Kevin Bacon and I, I do that until I fall asleep. Oh my goodness. We should make a list of how many films he's in each year and then how many he's not. And how many how many times we see him. Yeah, that's, that's probably we should keep a good note. one. Do you know what? We should keep note of the guy that plays John Connor's stepdad in Oh yeah. Terminator 2. He is in A Few Good Men. Oh really? Candyman, Few Good Men, Terminator Two, man, that guy just never took off, did he? (laughs) (laughs) And then ninety three, (laughs) nothing. That's sad. So yeah, that's that's uh, you know pretty. I wonder whether December, like, I mean, a few good men. I wonder like, and JFK, last two years, having these big sort of like political thriller dramas. Is it because like? In December, maybe after the holiday rush, you want something. I don't know. It's just, it seems like a weird time to release something of that calibre. Maybe because it's it's quite long, isn't it? It's like, uh, just over two hours. Yeah. Maybe they thought people had more time on their hands that time of year. Maybe like oh, maybe. like people going to go see... Because usually they release a bunch of films on Christmas Eve. Or yeah. Just before, and then like you go see it... The Boxing Day. Up Boxing Day and sort of thing. So yeah, this would be a nice Boxing Day movie. Um, it's definitely not a Saturday afternoon movie. There's too much yelling at for a Saturday yeah. afternoon movie. <laughs> So back to Jason Alexander. Yeah. North. Remember North? Oh, yeah. Love that film. Baby Elijah again. Yep. Uh, Dunstan checks in. 
Huh? We did. Uh, we watched that recently with the boys. You did. Did we? The what monkey. Was... And he's the he's the manager of the big hotel. Duckman. <laughs> Duck. What the hell Duck are you man. looking at? <laughs> that probably doesn't really count as a good serious role. Um, I'm sh- I'm sure he's done things where I'm like, oh look at that, he can act. I'm sure. I mean, I can't find any in his list, but I'm sure that it happened. I'm still scrolling <laughs> somewhere. He's been in a lot of stuff. A lot of it I've never heard of. Cause didn't he have some like good comeback at some point? It was like Shall uh, Hell. No, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not that. Done a bit of voice work, man. He's been in some garbage. He's in Dora the Explorer for two episodes. Really? He played an <laughs> owl. I'm assuming oh, it spoke. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Imagine an owl, and then like it's got George Costanza's. <laughs> um. So I think that that rounds out film. I kind of wanted to watch. Um. I I do like. I try to watch the uh, Muppets Christmas Carol with the boys last year, and they were a yeah. bit. I I really like that movie. Um, Michael Caine as uh, Ebenezer Scrooge is quite good. Don't like Muppets. Not going to yeah, give it any time. Not, I'm not what? Don't like Muppets. Not going to give it any time. Yeah. Don't we say it again? You don't like Muppets. Not going to give it any time. Why? Do you not like Muppets? Don't like Muppets. Mm. Do they scare you? Like, it's just not fun. Yeah. What? It's not Sesame Street. What? It's not enjoyable. You're very limited to what they can do. Not a fan. So they have to captivate you in their, you know... The fuck is wrong with these <laughs> Mannerisms or voice or something. I'm They're like, amazing. It's kind of like putting a cut-out cardboard thing in They're not quite puppets. They're not quite mops. But, man, they're definitely not enjoyable. <laughs> man, you don't like Muppets. Okay. There is Damn no right. God. Do you want me to say it again? There's no God. Okay, uh, let's go on to TV. I'm deflated. I'm deflate. I'm I'm without flight. Me too, because I don't have anything in the TV section. Because <laughs> there was nothing on TV, apparently. All right, right. Uh, there was nothing. Unto music. No, no. Uh, so we've got. <laughs> we do have a Simpsons episode. A Sim- two Simpsons episodes. Why well, I only um, had one? Well, and I have to say, also, I've <sighs> been meaning to say over the last couple of episodes, my oldest son is starting to go through Simpsons, Ooh. and he's gone right from the start. <laughs> Good man. I loved He's it the other morning. Boy. He was just singing the itchy and scratchy. It's itchy and scratchy. Oh, and then, it was brilliant. And like his old man, I think season four is hitting him just right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've just gone through. So we watched these ones together. Um, there's a couple of things on here. like I've had to explain. <laughs> um, but uh, there's... Um, you should say, they weren't explained to me as a child, so you didn't get an explanation either. So Lisa's first word, um, he actually really liked this one because he, he, he he's like, oh, we, we, we learned about the backstory. I'm like, okay, cool. So yeah, he, he really enjoyed it. And Lisa's first word is good. Um, it's so good. It is so many amazing moments in it. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we had Lisa's first word and we also had... Um, uh, Homer's Triple Bypass um, oh, I that was which I will say um, 
when my son watched this, he he did get a bit sort of wigged out about heart attacks and stuff. He yeah, was like, yeah, he did. That night, he was like, oh, like, can that happen? And it's like, oh, you know, well, look at what Homer's eating in bed. And like, you know, just don't do that. He's, yeah. got, like a, he's got like a fondue. <laughs> yeah. um, but I remember uh, that, it didn't air at the time, but I remember the the night that my dad had his, that was on TV. Oh, oh no And way. I remember thinking just like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, know. that's terrible. Uh, but yeah, it's... um. It is one of those ones where watching it at an older age, you're like, oh, he's, he's supposed to be 42. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. But, I mean, like Mel Gibson, he's been 42 for a long time. He has. So, you know. And he also did, like, virtually no difference to his diet and attitude afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's still going strong today. Got, yeah. Uh, the bit where he's in Burns' office... And Burns is like, it's just constantly going like nice to horrible nice. He's like, you're the person I can really dig a grave for. <laughs> I've got a little like insert of his heart. In little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's, it's one of the best, one of the best ones. Um, leading up to first episode of next season's possibly my favorite episode of all time. Aren't so. we still in season four? What? No, no. Of our season. Of our oh. season. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Uh, so Seinfeld we only had one episode and it was The Pick uh, um, I don't know that one it's when Jerry's picking his nose at the stoplight and his girlfriend he wasn't picking his nose he was itching his nose yeah he was itching his nose mm, um, that's what the whole episode is about basically <laughs> and about Elaine um, shows her nipple on the Christmas card oh yeah and George says like <laughs> George was upset he didn't get the Christmas card <laughs> and then she just like grabs his head and puts it into his gentle chest. He's like, it's your Christmas card. Oh, wow. <sighs> um, these ones, actually, there's a few in this season um, that I I haven't seen for a while. I, I don't remember, like, um, when I watched this one, I was like, I haven't seen this one for ages. Like, I just, well, maybe it was on the, on the background when I watched it at work, but I just never sort of took notice of it sort of thing. So yeah. that and the Cheever letters, I remember, like, I was just like, oh, I don't remember this one much at all. So, um but yeah, but this is all leading up to everyone's favourite, which is the Law and Order Minute. I've got one episode. I was going to say. So I'm saying in 20 seconds, maybe. Now, last season, we all would have remembered my absolute delight that Lenny, Bres- Lenny Briscoe made his debut in Law and Order. This is the golden ages, people. This is the golden years of Law and Order. Lenny Briscoe is here. His his one-liners are here. His which one's Lenny Briscoe? Shut up. Um, <laughs> he's the, the one that looks, He's the one that looks like he's like seventy-five years old. <laughs> but yeah, he's a homicide detective for the NYPD. <laughs> uh, all um, I can picture is the NYPD blue guy. <sighs> Fuck. Do they look the same? No. Shut up. <laughs> you don't like Muppets. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is Lenny Briscoe a Muppet? Now. A little bit. <laughs> uh, the best thing about it is like when we when we first see Lenny, and I said this like last week, when we, when we first see Lenny Briscoe, he is so on the ball as like being a good cop. It takes about three epi- episodes for him to get pretty lazy. <laughs> like he is very much. The thing is too, this one also like um, before we get into it, and it's not part of the minute, but like they they build him up to be this ladies' man. Mm. Like apparently he fucks a lot. Okay. But he's old as. Like, that is the guy I was picturing. Is he not in NYPD Blue? No, he's not in NYPD Blue. Are you sure? Shut up. <laughs> um, 
and like he he always sort of says that like when he's late for work or like if he, if he looks a bit tired he's like oh i was like with a with a lady last night i'm like no. this guy fucks it's yeah. like, <laughs> no he doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't not from the photos i was just looking at <laughs> um so anyway uh so what 20 seconds 15 seconds what are we doing got one episode um let's give you 20 and see how you go all right you ready yeah all right uh go for it Okay, uh, the episode is called Consultation, and a young lady from Nigeria flies in, and she is pregnant. She's in a cab. She starts going into uh, contractions, but then she ends up dying because Ten. she's got a bunch of heroin balloons in her belly. She's a drug runner. Five. Uh, Lee Frisco and uh, um, Chris Noth comes in, and they are all over this investigation. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I thought we were being generous giving you 20 seconds. I thought you were being <laughs> ungenerous by giving me a number count. We had headphones on. I thought it would help you, like, know how long you had left. You want to cram the rest in? It's a good episode. We'll never know. Well, now I want to watch it. No, yeah. you don't. Mm. I've turned do her around. She likes it. Maybe. I don't know. Is it confusing? Yeah. Like, do you ever watch me like, oh, I thought this was NYPD Blue? <laughs> Could have stopped. <laughs> but you're making me upset. I just walk out when the cops get like corrupt or do something dodgy, so Every episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas an Empire NYPD blue, the cops don't do anything wrong, do they? Because they're always in the right. No, like that's the that's the extreme. Like that's the one where they're like beating people and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Good times. Anyway. You, you watch Brooklyn yet? No. It's over now. Let's go to music. Okay, so music. Uh, we've got... So, as we know from last uh, last episode, I Will Always Love You is about to take over the entire world for uh, <laughs> the next few months. Um, both the Billboard and the ARIA charts, that was what was number one for December. The entire month. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, bodyguarding it up. Um, so yeah, that one. I think it goes right into next year as well. So man, that's full on. Uh, so we also have the releases for music. We've got Nine Inch Nails, The Verve, Utah Saints, Easy E, King Mosile, Happy Hour, Doctor Dre, The Chronic. Yeah. Guessing he uh, gave that a good spin. Uh, Nirvana, Incesticide, and Shy. If I ever fall in love. Uh, look, yeah, I didn't get. I, I didn't get around to a lot of this. I listened to the Chronic because, even to when I was working in Sanity about two or three years ago, people were still buying that at least once a week. Probably because the name. Well, look at the front cover too. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not a big Doctor Dre fan, um, but it's it's good. It's 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 yeah. serviceable. Yeah, I, I like it. Like it. Yeah, yeah, it's you just do. not. What? Of course you do. <laughs> I I don't mind it. It's, this is getting into the sort of the stuff where I'm like, eh. Um, but uh, it's no tribal quest, but it's it's there. Uh, but let's talk about Nirvana and the album Incesticide. It came out in now. December. Now, you've called it an album. I was furious growing up after discovering this that it's not. Cons- Everyone says Nirvana had three albums. Yeah. This isn't considered an album. It's a B-sides and rarities or... I guess. I don't... I could never understand why it wasn't considered one of their albums. Well, the first... Okay, so Incesticide, if you don't know, um, uh, the first, I think, 
five tracks are from a session in England. And it, I think it's three different recording sessions on one album. And that's why it might not be... I think it's like a compilation. I don't I know. I guess, but like a lot of it's... So there's half of it is from... Or some of it's from like an EP or a single. Yeah. But there's a bunch of unreleased songs. None of this was on Bleach. None of this was on Nevermind. Oh, one song was on Bleach. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, and, Down on Sorry. Bleach, yeah. And Polly. Yeah. Oh, still, on, oh yeah, Polly's on there. Um, I still find it weird that it's not considered an album. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think this was literally released to tide people over to In Utero when it came out in 1993. But let's go through it. It's the only one that hasn't released a... Um, hasn't had a uh, remaster too, which I'm a bit upset about because some of these songs would be great to hear. Mm. Um, so it starts off with Dive. Um, I have to... Full, it's, I love this. I'm going to call it an album. I love this album. <laughs> well, unlike the Wikipedia, it says the record label Geffen decided against heavily promoting the album. Yeah. So it's obviously yeah. considered an album. It's not an EP. It's not greatest hits. Yeah, actually. Um, but it's How just many like songs are in it? 12. 12, 13. Okay. This um, one says 15. It actually, it actually contains my... So when we did the Nirvana um, track by track, I said my favorite song of all time was Drain You. My second favourite Nirvana song of all time is Sliver. Um, yeah. If you don't know. I didn't, but I do now. Mom and Dad went to a show. They dropped me off the Grandpa Joe's. I kicked and screamed, so please. This was a single. This had like an actual music video. It did, yeah. It's like them playing yeah. a little room. Yeah. Um, uh, when I learned how to play, play that bass line, I thought I was God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you still ba- remember it? Yeah. Oh, man. My, my friend, my, my first band used to play this all the time. Um, there's, it's one of the, it's, it's a weird song. Um, sometimes I listen to it and I get a bit choked up because it's a bit where he says like, just in the middle of the song, um, where he says, I woke up in my mother's arms. Because like, knowing like his history and like his, his relationship and his, his growing up with his, with his yeah. mom and stuff like that, like, Sometimes I'm listening to the song. I'm like, does he prefer it at his grandma's house? And then there's other times where I'm like, is he happy to be back um, at his place? Is at his house? Because um, I think he had issues with his granddad as well, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, but it's also in a way, it encapsulates that. It encapsulates living. Um, uh, sorry, um, spending a night with your grandparents, or like a. A relative when your yeah. parents were out like he had ice cream <laughs> so it fell asleep and watched TV like it's just I don't awesome. know it's 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 a really good song and a really well made and, and like more to it than what's there at the start and um, so yeah uh, Sliver is definitely one of my favourite songs probably of all time but definitely of, of Nirvana of Nirvana Hairspray is one of my least favorite songs. Hairspray Queen. Yeah, <laughs> I, could, I could never enjoy it. The side B of this album is quite experimental, and a lot of people don't like. I I loved these songs. Like, um, Era Zeppelin's an awesome awesome song. Yeah, I remember uh, one of Big my mates. Now. Yeah, one of my mates did Era Zeppelin as their um performance piece for drums in um high school, and Ooh. I played along with it. That'd be amazing. It was really cool. Have you got yeah. footage of that? No. Yeah. Um, and also it finishes off with arguably like one of their most 
played songs live aneurysm um one of my favorite songs as well like it's just everyone wanted to play it in high school and everyone learned yeah. how to do that and if you li- ever looked at their set list like they always started with it um it's and now i just want to listen to nirvana all day oh well, we will okay. <laughs> it's a weird album though now like i can see why they wouldn't promote it or they wouldn't really consider it in with the other three because if you go from nevermind to this yeah like okay they've rebelled against everything that nevermind was and they're going backwards yeah and then there's a neutro like it's a real weird it's a stepping, weird yeah um yeah I th- it's good it's good like and also it's got actually it's actually got the first nirvana song i ever heard which was That's hearing that first, like through the wall of my brother's room, and then, you know, then you get to Nevermind. You you would think that it's actually they're a punk band, yeah. And then like Nevermind's like a, that, but that was actually the first song I heard. And like he tried to teach me that too, like the guitar, because it's, it's like it's like three chords. Yeah. Um, and I used to get that song like the, um, sunshine's in the bedroom when we play. Like that's that gets stuck in my head still to this day. Um, because a lot of these are just so. Like it's it's simple. It's punky, but it's so poppy and simple. And yeah, and all of them are um, a few of them are covers of other other bands too. Yeah, oh really? Um, oh, it's I got know. the fast version of Polly, which I've always liked. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a strong album. Um, I love Dive at the start. Like I, I love all of these songs. Uh, I like the fact that it was so different to Nevermind. Yeah, but it's it is one of the ones that like a lot of people was a hard sell. They feel like, you know, when they released um, with the lights out yeah. and you get all the demos and like, it feels a bit like that. Yeah. There feels like a lot of these songs like Being a Sun, um, hopefully Hairspray Queen, were like, they weren't finished. Like, <laughs> if he kept on working with these songs, they would have got really like polished and to, really nice. We need to, this is Hairspray Queen. It's very bleach. Mm. It's experimental. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not bad. It's just my least favorite Nirvana song. <laughs> if it was on bleach, I'd probably like it more. It is their Dirty Frank. Oh. Yeah, it is. Their Pearl Jam's Dirty Frank. Okay. Like, it's like, that's not what they supposed to play yeah <laughs> but they played it and they're awesome, awesome. yeah um so yeah it's uh, december's always a pretty lean month for uh for music releases so um, did you listen to anything else on here just that and the chronic i listened to king missile did you like it that was weird it's i've never heard an album so all over the place They've got one song called Volva Void. Okay. Which is kind of nice, kind of melodic. 
and then another one called Detachable Penis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which oh! is not as funny as you want it to be. <laughs> Do you... Okay. But it's That's not very good. I've suddenly had flashbacks now. <laughs> yeah. You have to... Okay. Detachable Penis. That song was quite popular. Yeah, that was huge. That, yeah. yeah Do you remember it coming out? I remember Detachable Toe. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the full frontal bit. Oh, okay. The superhero that was the guy with oh, the detachable toe. I assume oh. they're related. Yeah. Um, did, uh, okay, we need to play that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that's like me going. I'm literally back at being 11 and hearing that song for the first time. I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing. This now, is music. Now put on Volva Void. Volva Void. Hang on, V V V. I don't know how many singers were in this band as well, though. That's that sounds quite different song to song. These more detachable penis. I mean, it's a Volvo, you can't get any more detached. <laughs> yeah. Completely different band, right? Yeah. That sounds so different. That's alright. I always thought Detachable Penis, and I'm pretty sure it must be next year, The Three Little Pigs. Uh, yeah, Laura. Little pig, little pig, Laura introduced me to this uh, a couple weeks ago because I did not remember it at Have all. Have you seen the film clip? Not that I remember. It's all like stop motion. <laughs> Maybe is, I have. It's pretty good. It's okay. Um, back to Detachable Penis. Yep. Reminds me a lot of this song. Don't know if you'll be able to hear it. Oh yeah, what's that? This is Late Pocket Watch by David Grohl. Oh. Wow. Remember this? Vaguely? Vaguely. That didn't come out at the same time though. Uh, this was like 91, 92. Ah, okay. But. It is similar. There's, okay, let me get to the good bit. This is why it reminds me of it. <laughs> I mean, they're both about penises. I mean, yeah. maybe it's like just the year where they're like, <laughs> let's just not, let's just see what if we can release anything and it'll be. Bring back some spoken word. Yeah. With some riffs. It um, it paves the way for stuff like Bloodhound Gang. Um, Who did that song popular as well? I fucking love Nada Surf, man. Yeah. Nada Surf. 
but yeah, that all that sort of stuff because that comes up soon. And um, I even like a uh, cake. Yeah, he's got that sort of like talk um, over the over that. Yeah, let's go to Powderfinger News. Powderfinger News. So I can see one gig in December 1992. If probably, you don't know, probably don't want more than one gig in December. Oh, we got Busy a few. Month Hang on. People. Oh. So, if you don't know, uh, our friend Bob uh, brought us a new bit for the show where we, each week, see what Powderfinger were doing in these <laughs> years. And apparently they, they, were, they were playing some shows. So, we've got uh, one, two, three, four. Ooh. They played three nights in a row. Four nights in a row. That's five too many, nights in a row. That's too many nights Whoa. in a row. They played... It was the Powderfinger EP tour. Um, and they played all over Brisbane. Some of you guys, Australian tour. Were they playing or were they at work Monday to Friday? Was it the same pub? No, no, I was just checking. It's not the same pub. <laughs> we all just went to our jobs and that counted because we put the money towards our EP. Um, they had a bit of a break. They played. They played Boxing Day. Ooh, that we be played tough, Boxing Day wouldn't once. It? Uh, Property has played Boxing yeah, Day. Yeah, was it a big show? It was pretty fun. Everyone's wow. very loose. Yeah. Sleeping. I was wearing a Mrs. Claus costume. Yeah. Wait, you were wearing a Mrs. Claus costume? There's, there's footage. Okay, we're going to bring that up today. It was a few <laughs> years ago, too. So filled it out quite nicely. Because <laughs> Stabitha played before us, and one of them was wearing like the overcoat thing, and then they're like, then like I think me and Steel might yeah. have dressed up. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Good times. Powerfinger uh, news, huh? Yeah, that's Powerfinger news. Powderfinger news. Should we have some uh, more Nirvana news to end on a, a better note? Yes. Kurt Cobain went to a Super Suckers concert on the 31st of December. Good on him. And that made the news? It made my news. Oh. Wait. <laughs> you look- Are you emailing back and forth? If we're going to talk about Bernard Fanning going to work during the week, <laughs> then I'm going to talk if about ben, Kurt okay. Cobain going if to ben work. Looks, fair, yeah. If Ben looks for something, then it's his news. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I find that this is kind of uh, we used to do our favorite movie and favorite release of the favorite oh, album yeah. of the month, but I feel like it's going to be pretty across the board. But mine would have to be a few good men and uh, Incesticide. What would you out of yeah. the two other two movies you watch, Forever Young or A Few Good Men? <laughs> Hands down, A Few Good Men. Absolutely. Mel Gibson could have been in A Few Good Men because he could yell to the best of them. Yeah, we didn't even talk about true. Scent of a Woman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Fuck you. <it. laughs> Do I have to have watched it to put it in my list? Ah, if you've watched it at some point. You can't, watch, you can't just say, I, I think Scent of a Woman's... I think I would like that, so that could be my... <laughs> no, you can't do that. Because um, Toys are just so bad. And Leap of Faith was it had good Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it but if you've seen if let's you've give seen, it to Leap of Faith because Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it <laughs> okay. that's a pretty low bar there <laughs> it is it's either that or Forever Young which I haven't seen for multiple years I got a feeling that like my sister used to watch that quite a lot Forever Young yeah yeah it's nice either that or The Man Without a Face <laughs> same thing <laughs> I would have liked to have find uh, Distinguished Gentleman 
I do too. Um, apparently, it's not as, I, um, we actually, this is me coming back, and we didn't talk about Boomerang back in September. Oh, yeah. That's a funny movie, man. I, oh, I, I might bring it up in our recap of the year. There's a few movies I'm going to bring up, because, again, we, we ran out of time. But um, there's a couple of times where I've, I've been thinking, oh, I should bring this up, but we've already gone 30 minutes in our film section. I'm like, ah, oh, probably shouldn't yeah. talk about another movie. <laughs> and there was no good movies. <laughs> so uh, yeah, okay. I guess it's Leap of Faith oh, and um, King Missile. Oh, nah, just kidding. That was garbage. Nirvana. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very. I'm anticipating uh, our top fives of the year. So our next episode is our our recap. We'll be doing top five movies of the year, top five albums, and top five songs. So it's gonna be good. I'm going to have to start looking back on what's yeah. happened. I think there's going to be some Peter Gabriel in there. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's a pretty decent year. It's funny, like, each month has not been, like, a full standout. Yeah. But over the whole year, there's going to be... I mean, I forgot, you just need I've, one good album a month. I've forgotten, like, January, February, March. <laughs> and now that I'm doing 93... Prep. I'm like, it's just like I forgot. I'm gonna to have to do like a full-on recap of, of everything we've done. So, yeah, yeah. It's been a good season. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, the the bar was really one. high. Ninety-one was pretty bit. Yeah, I will say. I expected a lot coming into ninety-two. Where ninety-two is probably not going to be up there. Let's not forget. Ninety-two gave us free jack. It also gave us... Uh, Nibble on my ear for luck. <laughs> it also gave us Pierce Brosnan uh, throwing a exploding cl- clown into a stage. Yeah. Stage. <laughs> oh, anyway, we, we're getting into the next episode too, too much. So, uh, before, thank you so much for coming on and yeah. all your extensive research, my wife, my love. <laughs> Thanks um, now. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. Was that your new jacket? Yeah. We went off shopping yesterday. Yeah? Yeah, pretty good. Didn't have any socks there? Oh. <gasps> My choice of footwear. Your wife's is my wearing own. a big warm jacket and no socks. Yeah. Um, it's country <laughs> living. So uh, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, it's livingthepastpod at gmail.com or check us out on our Instagram, livingthepast. Uh, you can also check out the episode description um, for our links to Letterboxd and to Spotify. Uh, yeah. And give us a five star rating if you're on uh, um, iTunes and. Or wherever you can. Just give us some ratings. Yeah, can. I should yeah. probably do that. Uh, we've also been had a couple of uh, people um, requesting to come on next season. And, yeah, we're talking to them right now. So thanks for that. And, um, yeah, if you live in the... Uh, You'll get your rejection letters <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you do... I'm, I'm thinking 93, we might not get as many people. But I know when 94 comes around, we're going to have people like go, I want to do this one, I want to do that one. Yeah. So uh, if you do want to secure a spot on uh, a certain month, a certain release... Don't get be offended in, if you don't get it. Get in contact with us, <laughs> livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Um, if you live in the greater Adelaide area, we've broken, you know, and everything's COVID safe, we can probably catch up and do an episode or, you know, we can maybe maybe Zoom it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, or if you can't get on it, just tell us what you wanted us to cover. Like, yeah. there were sure eight movies this month and we watched three in total, four? <laughs> if you want, don't be like Send of a Woman. <laughs> If you want us to be um, making sure we we uh, we cover something, that's also we, we and we'll, sh- we'll we'll shout out your name too. So if you want to say, hey, 
Uh, I don't think you give Ali Kid Joe as much love as, as, it, as it needed. I will say, all right. It's true. All right, Stuart from uh, Glenelg. I will, uh, I'm, just taking Norman, I'm just taking random names. From... No Stuarts listen to us. It's too cool. Mary Ann from Virginia. <laughs> Shout out to our Virginia peeps. Uh, all right, so until next time, we will see you later. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.